I just wanted to share with you guys, A, did it anyway. I just dealt with it, went to the doctor, had to get an emergency shot. I didn't Google anything. I just did it. Was I anxious? Yes. Was I as anxious as I thought I would be? Certainly, certainly not. This person says, I wanted to share one of my bigger wins lately. My family and I flew to Costa Rica, drove about three hours into the jungle, and stayed there for 10 days. Of course, I had moments of uncomfortability, but with willful tolerance slash surrendering, I actually really enjoyed myself the whole trip and was so glad that I went. I have another one here to bring to the table. I want to share it. Did it anyway that I nailed today. Boom. The flood of adrenaline hits me and I begin to panic. I decided to put the phone away and embrace the uncertainty, despite my amygdala screaming at me that it might be dangerous. Welcome to Disordered. This is episode 24 of the podcast entitled Did It Anyway, Round One. I am Drew Linsalata, one of the co-hosts of Disordered. I am a graduate student in clinical mental health counseling, a therapist and trainer, an author on the topic of anxiety and anxiety disorders, and I guess a podcaster because here I am. And I'm Joshua Fletcher, also known as Anxiety Josh on social media. I'm a qualified psychotherapist based in the UK, and I specialize in anxiety disorders and pontificate about myself as much as Drew does. <laughs> it's our specialty. That's why everybody's here. So today we're doing our first in our planned series of Did It Anyway episodes. If you guys follow the podcast, you know we're big into Did It Anyway, hashtag Did It Anyway, success stories and wins. And once in a while, we'll do one of these where we we go through a bunch of them because so many are, you guys have sent in so many, it's so great to hear them all. And uh, we'll talk through them. We'll talk about what, you know, where the wins were, any changes. We'll sort of go through them and use them as encouragement and inspiration and education. Uh, yeah, we were just talking beforehand and, you know, it's so wonderful to hear what people are doing. They're taking on, on board what we say or what their therapists tell them or what the kind of you know the the counseling literature says and mm -hmm. particularly when we look at exposures you know it requires you to do a difficult courageous thing um there's a, a variety of did it anyways today uh, and yeah we're gonna uh, talk through them uh, celebrate them and analyze them because we want to celebrate you know the the little kind of disordered community that we've got going on here and, and also let you know that we do love reading um, the emails and listening to the voice uh, notes. So yeah, um, if you want some inspiration, some motivation, if you're feeling a bit stuck, yep. you can listen to some of your peers today. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to, uh, to to read through them. Yeah, it's going to be great. I think before we get started, just a, a, just a quick reminder, sometimes these can be really inspiring and can give you hope when you're in a little bit of a dark place. Sometimes they can make you feel a little badly because maybe you're not there. Just remember that every one of the people who shared it, did it, did it anyway with us today, thought they couldn't do it. Every one of them. And any all recovered people were in places where they thought they couldn't do it and it wasn't happening. So be careful about it's Craig the critic. Because, you know, if you're going to take this as like, oh, I feel bad because I'm not winning. Everybody started there. It's okay. Absolutely. There'll be no comparisons. That's the rule. If you're going to listen to this episode, do not compare yourself. Mm -hmm. Just celebrate the, the fact that these people step into fear. Yeah. Some uh, are conventionally, um, the, the term isn't small, but you know, some people might conventionally group them into small wins and big wins. Mm -hmm. On this episode and this podcast and using this philosophy, they're all big wins. So yeah, yeah. I can't wait to get started. Uh, we're going to start with a voicemail. This is one I picked out um, and I, 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 I loved it. 
I mean, I love them all, but yeah, this yeah. this is the one that we're going to start with. All right, let's go. Here we go. Hey, Drew and Josh. My name is Haley from New Jersey. I have GAD and also some OCD tendencies. I just wanted to share with you guys, A, did it anyway. I actually have a lot lately. Thank you in part to you guys. So I had a crazy thing happen to me the other day where a dog bit me in the face and normally I would be doom scrolling. You know, what does this mean? Do I have rabies? I didn't Google anything. I didn't Google MD myself out of it. I just dealt with it, went to the doctor, you know, had to get an emergency shot, which I, normally I would be Google MDing that. You know, what are the side effects? I didn't Google anything. I just did it. Was I anxious? Yes. Was I as anxious as I thought I would be? Certainly, certainly not. And that is in part to your guys' help and your content. And Josh, your intrusive thought guide truly helped me out during a confusing and crazy time in my life and really helped me understand what was going on in my brain. And I truly appreciate you guys so much. I listen to you guys, you know, every week. You guys help calm my brain. And I don't even have like race brain anymore, whatever you guys call it. Um, my brain's not racing anymore. I'm able to accept what's going on. I'm able to understand. So I truly, truly appreciate it. And I will be sharing more. Did it anyways. Thanks so much. Oh, that's great. I love that. Uh, now, uh, what do our studio audience think of that? Oh, they're huge fans. They always are. Absolutely. Matthew McConaughey is back in again. He cannot resist. No. Um, well done, Haley. That was absolutely brilliant. Uh, what I like is that you you could see the pattern of your own reactions to these events, and you decide to step away mm-hmm. and go, hold on. Maybe I should kind of lean into some uncertainty here. This is the usual pattern of what I do. And no, I didn't. I went and did it. And what the biggest thing I took from that is that you realized, hopefully, and still do realize, Haley, that the anticipation or the anticip- anticipatory anxiety <laughs> never matches the reality. Uh, well done. You did so many brave things there. And, you know, we were super proud of you. Yeah, well done. I, I love how in this situation, you know, unfortunately bitten by a dog. I hope that's worked out for you clearly. But, uh, you know, it was a real thing. This wasn't like a hypothetical, my brain made up a fear. Yeah, you, there could be complications there. There's a, you know, an injection where there could be side effects. So Haley was in the middle of actual real potential things and she played the odds. She allowed probability to be yeah. her god. Yeah. yeah. And also like bad things do happen. You know, yeah. you, you, you're bitten by a dog. But what I'm hearing and what I hear, heard from that is that I was afraid that it would spiral my disordered anxiety out of control. This event would would might make my disordered anxiety take over, and it did not, and it did not prevent you from doing what you, you know what what you should do, the healthy things that you should do. Um, excellent. Also, you don't don't have brain race anymore and stuff. So someone's been a taking on board the nonsense that we say on here so that really i I love listening to that i think it was absolutely uh brilliant and we appreciate you sharing that thank you and thank you so much for the kind words they were very nice we appreciate it yeah what have you got on your end drew come on let's play let's we like football analysts like on the sports channel (laughs) we're gonna analyze each play here I feel like I should have a pen in my hand and a giant gold ring because they all of those guys are always wearing. You guys have championship rings over there, like we have for American football. You win the we Super don't have we don't. ridiculous ring, huge ring that no one would ever wear. But they it's do. the most American thing I've ever heard. But we <laughs> do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we go back and forth. We have another we have another voicemail, but we'll also do some of the emails that were sent in. So I want to do one. 
Okay. Uh, this person says, I wanted to share one of my bigger wins lately. In October, I was too scared to fly an hour away to my cousin's wedding due to a fear of not being close to immediate medical attention, even though I'm very healthy. And I missed out on it. Fast forward to a month ago, my family and I flew to Costa Rica, which is a four and a half hour flight for this person, drove about three hours into the jungle and stayed there for 10 days. Alrighty then. Of course, I had moments of uncomfortability, but with willful tolerance slash surrendering, I actually really enjoyed myself the whole trip and was so glad that I went. It really sparked my love for travel again, and we we're already planning where we want to go next. Thank you guys for changing my mindset with anxiety. Very well done. Another round of applause. Love it. Superb. Yep. Uh, we, really lovely. Um it reminds me of that time in the episode, Drew, where you were talking about, you know, the feeling of, of needing to be rescued. Mm -hmm. What a great exposure to do that, to not only fly and, and go into the jungle and go away from these sources of, of rescue, um, but then end up enjoying it because you were teaching that the amygdala, hey, you know, I don't need rescuing here just because it feels like I need to be rescued. Yep. Um, I don't know. Talk us through that, Drew. Why is that well, so great? I think it's so great because in this situation, I'm not sure where this person is from, possibly one of the more westernized countries. So yes, it would feel like such a huge risk. I'm going to Costa Rica, so, you know, a Caribbean, Central American type country. What if they don't have hospitals like we have? I mean, I know that's what would go through my head, you know, and now I'm in the middle of the jungle. I'm far from help. So yeah, but the beauty of this was but using the concept of willful tolerance and surrender to send behavioral and experiential signals back down the chain to the amygdala. Amygdala. Say, I know you want to freak out and I know you think I should be looking for help and keep myself safe. It's all good. I'm going to show you that we're okay here. And over time, it was a longer trip. She settled in and had a good time. Perfect. Also, who has a 10-day wedding? I mean, I love that kind of <laughs> level of self-indulgence. You know, oh, yeah, I would... Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think it was a 10 day wedding. She missed the wedding and then went on this 10 day trip. So, oh, I, I, I wasn't even listening. I, yeah, I thought it was oh, a wedding. Sorry. I thought I, the same thing. I'm like, this is a 10 day jungle wedding. Respect. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm all for that, by the way. If you want to, you want to submit them into the, to the podcast about yep. here's the most self indulgent thing I did. We would enjoy them too. 100%. I remember on my 30th birthday, I, I uh, hosted a, a festival in my own honor called Josh Fest. <laughs> and it was a whole weekend with live music, a roast, uh, everything. And and it was one of the best weekends of my life. Um, Josh yeah. Fest. So yeah, <laughs> yeah it, was, it was terrible. No, it was brilliant. It was one of the best weekends of my life. Well uh, done. Uh, yeah. That was brilliant. Absolutely I, brilliant. I would throw in on this one to wrap this one up is, uh, this person ended with thanking us. We appreciate that. Thank you uh, for changing my mindset. I just want to point that out because some people will hear that and maybe misinterpret. The mindset change is what allowed this person to behave differently. This wasn't like, oh, we said we somehow magically created a new mindset and thinking differently fixed it. No. What I loved as well, something you said a while ago, Drew, is like, behave how you want to feel. Mm, yeah. Yeah. No, how you want to feel in the future. Sure. And that and that's and that's wonderful. Thank you for sending that in. I have another one here to bring to the table. Sure. Um, hey, guys. Love the podcast. Been a tremendous help. Thank you very much. Uh, I want to share it. Did it anyway that I nailed today. 
I suffer from health anxiety, particularly fears about heart attack, stroke, pulmonary embolism, anything sudden. It has been on the mend, but I had a pretty new and unexpected experience today. While I'm between deliveries at my job, I got a strange tickle in the back of my throat that caused a pretty persistent and unavoidable cough. It got to the point that my airway began to feel slightly constricted, or probably the globus sensation, which is a very common symptom of anxiety. Uh, then boom, the flood of adrenaline hits me and I begin to panic. The panic dominated my thoughts for several minutes as I worried what could be the cause. Was it the dreaded pulmonary embolism? Mm. I did a Google search to check my symptoms. At this point, you might be thinking, how on earth is this a did it anyway moment? Yes, I am thinking that. <laughs> well, I decided to put the phone away and embrace the uncertainty. My chest doesn't hurt. I can breathe just fine. I feel in danger because of my overactive threat response, not because I'm actually in danger. Discomfort is not danger. I took a sip of water, let my manager know I needed a minute, and waited for the wave to subside. Eventually, I started debating about whether it was safe to get, to get back on the road. The cough has calmed down, but there is that lingering doubt that I'm not going to be okay. But I got back on the road, willfully tolerating the uncertainty. I arrived at the delivery location and took the three flights of stairs to the door at full speed, despite my amygdala screaming at me that it might be dangerous. It turns out I just had a bit of tortilla chip <laughs> caught in an odd place in my throat. <laughs> it's always a tortilla chip. It always comes down to that. So... Well, I didn't do everything right. I told Craig the critic to shut up and got back to living and pat myself on the back for not letting my anxiety take over the rest of my shift. Oh, there is a lot of good in this one. What I love about that is like is is the analysis afterwards. That is a great did it anyway. It's very real. It's yeah. very relatable. You're not going to be that perfect. Oh, I'm doing willful tolerance. Um, I'm glad you, you, you almost feel it sounds like you're laughing at it at the end of it there. Yeah. But it, it goes to show that in the moment, the amygdala can convince you, oh, this is really dangerous. Um, but then again, that metacognitive awareness, like mm -hmm. stepping back and going, hmm, here's a chance to lean into uncertainty. The probability is overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly on my side here. And with your behavior, you behave like you want to feel. Actually, no, I'm, I, I, I'm going to lean into my this probability. I'm going to go up these stairs, even though my mind's telling me I'm having a heart attack or pulmonary embolism. No, I'm going to wager this is just anxiety. And yeah, brilliant. And you told Craig the Critic to sharp. We love that. Bullying is not condoned unless we're bullying Craig the Critic back. Oh yeah, we love doing that stuff. Yeah. No, there's uh, so much good in this one. Man. So much. I, I loved I, it. I love the, this could have been a failure story easily. I was triggered. I, you know, back to the old thing. I can't seem to get it. I don't know what's wrong with me, but it was sure. It was some white knuckling. There was some triggered activity. There were the old ways. And then I noticed what I was doing and I changed my course. That is so good. That is yeah. so good. And the defiance of running up those stairs. I'm a huge fan. Oh, I was excellent. I'm also really enjoying the imagery of this delivery driver. Just just mashing tortilla <laughs> chips into his mouth. 
<laughs> and then five minutes later, having a panic attack, but it's a, it's a, it's an embolism. Like, no, 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 you're all right. You're okay. Dude. Yeah. I do have the image of coughing up a little bit of tortilla chip and like, then really, yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's what it was. I, I think we could all relate to that to a certain extent. Great. Oh, great. Yeah. Love it. Love fantastic. It. Fantastic. What have you got in your deck of wins? Well, let's go on to, uh, okay. I have another one here. Um, I haven't did it anyway. Oh, I love this one. A local library was having their annual book sale. Love books. Uh, I arrived and noticed that it was incredibly busy. My first instinct was to go home and come back later. I decided instead to at least park and go inside and check it out. I was immediately overwhelmed, but continued on. I got to the main room where there were wall-to-wall -wall people, but I decided that I was going to go through at least a couple of tables. Then I got to a point where I was completely blocked in from the exit and I could feel the bodily sensation starting. I was able to keep the what ifs at bay, the metaphobia struggles, and war worked through my physical body feelings. I was ready to leave after 20 minutes, but persisted and my anxiety mostly dissipated after some time and I end up ended up staying for two full hours I plan on going back today. Oh, come on. Yeah. Another awesome one. You guys are killing it with these today. Love it. Well, that follows on really nicely from the previous episode on white knuckling. Yep. It was a bit like, no, I'm going to go in and just feel the sensations. I believe that this will pass if I do the correct things. And, and it did. Yeah. So some people I've heard, and I love this, by the way, some people call exposures behavioral experiments. Have you ever heard that term? I love that term now because essentially what this person is describing is an experiment. Like, well, I don't want to go to this, but what if I just go and park in the car park and go in for a minute? Experiment number one. Okay. That went all right. What if I just walk through a couple of the book tables? Experiment number two. Okay. That went all right. What if I just stay for another 20 minutes? That went all right. Now I'm going to keep going. A series of small adjustments and experiments, take a little risk and then build on them. And that was a perfect example of that. Yeah. 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 Uh, excellent. Excellent. Really, really well done. And again, thank you for sending that in yep. to disordered.fm. We love that. We love that. Um, I have one here for you. Sure. Um, last weekend, I awoke with a pain in my left shoulder. At first, I thought I'd slept on it funny, but when the pain didn't disappear in a couple of minutes, my anxious mind told me that there was a heart attack incoming. Every part of me wanted to go to the hospital, but my youngest daughter had soccer, and she loves soccer. I bet she supports Newcastle United. Probably. We I'm all do. Keep, I'm just going to keep kind of yeah. shoehorning Newcastle. In yeah, Everybody yeah. in the U.S. loves Newcastle United. Yeah. I love watching her play too, as it gives her such joy. So instead of doing what my anxious mind was instructing and ditching soccer for a day at the hospital, I did it anyway and took my daughter to the, to the soccer game. If that wasn't good enough, my daughter kicked the winning goal with a minute to go. Oh, there we go. Even it bad. was the first goal of her life, and the excitement on her face was one of the best moments of my life. And I wouldn't have missed it if I, I would have missed it if I'd have listened to my anxiety. Oh, another awesome one. And she game winning goal. Come on. Yeah, that's amazing. Well done. Mostly well done to your daughter. You know, yeah. Yeah, I hope she uh, ran to the corner flag with some derisory celebrations. <laughs> that I'd 
goading the away fans' parents. <laughs> um, well done. That's uh, that's so good, you know. And again, here's an opportunity, for Craig the critic. If you're listening now, Craig the critic might come in and be like, "Oh, look what you may have missed." If you don't, no, it doesn't matter. Mm. Actually, that occurred because this person's probably avoided loads of stuff, then decided to come out and, and challenge. Um, the opportune moment was there to to witness his daughter um, play football, have the best moment of, of their life. Don't let Craig critic be like, "Oh well, you know, I, I'm I'm not there yet." You know, maybe I've missed the best moment of my life. No, it doesn't work like that. Yep. that that's not happened. It, it's there waiting for you whenever you're ready. Love it. I think this is a great story about the role of you know we hear all the time recovery is about it's value driven like you're moving away from fear and toward away from fear and toward values this is a great example like no 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 i value my relationship with my daughter and supporting her more than i am afraid of this or more than i value the fear so i'm going to choose the value over the fear roll the dice see what happens and i think it's a really great illustration of how what is important to us starts to bubble to the surface and starts to get a say in what we do as we go down the road. Really good. Um, that, was, that was very wise, Drew. Yeah, and also not spending the entire paragraph describing everything that, you know, yeah, I was really anxious at the game. Like, okay, you acknowledge the struggle, but you focused on on the win. I grabbed my values. I was with my daughter. I watched her have this great time and score a goal. Love that. Can't, I can't ask more. absolutely brilliant. Do we have any uh, other voice notes in here we do we do i have a voice note i will share this one is a little bit longer but it's worth listening to because there's a lot of good stuff in it so let's go now let's do it see if i get my production act together here we go hi drew and josh my name is nicole i listen to the podcast quite often and deeply appreciate the work that you guys are doing i wanted to share it did it anyway um, i have a 15 month old baby and i suffer from generalized anxiety disorder which um came about after a very horrific bout of postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety. Um, I had a work trip to Newport, Rhode Island recently that I was very scared to go on, having my mom come and watch my, my son being away from him, um, being in a social setting, just a lot of uh, triggers for me. Um, but I, I pretty much always do the things that I'm scared of. I've been doing that for almost a year now. So I went on the trip, and even though I had a huge spike in anxiety during one of the lunches on Saturday, I stayed at the lunch, I really engaged in conversation, and I got through it, went back to the hotel room and kind of decompressed and uh, allowed myself to relax a bit and decided to then go back and join them for the sunset sale and dinner, and I was totally fine for the rest of the trip and really enjoyed myself. Um, so I was really, really proud of myself that I got through it and that I did it. And it was just another uh, one of uh, millions of reminders that I've sent my brain that I can do this and I can get through it, even on the days where it's at its worst um, or the days where I have a mood dip or a mood fluctuation. Um, so just really proud of myself for continuing to do this work. Um, I'm not yet at a place where um, I don't have noticeable anxiety or I don't have tough days. Um, it's still pretty consistently tough days, but I know that it'll get better. Um, because I know that I'm making progress. So thank you for everything you guys do. Just wanted to share that. Another great one. Another great one. Outstanding. Yeah, a lot of good stuff in there too. Very human. Again, um, what I loved about that was the self-compassion. And a lot of people with anxiety struggle with the self-compassion. And a self-compassion even in a, in a situation that perhaps isn't ideal for us. Um, but I know I'll get to a good place. 
um, and patting yourself on the back. Honestly, it's so important. You know, a lot of people dismiss self-compassion. Um, they want to compare themselves to their ideal and fill the void and the gap between where you are and the ideal with unnecessary self-criticism yeah. uh, and this authoritarian kind of inner, inner voice and Craig the Critic. There was none of that there, and that's kind of why we we chose that one today. I think it's it's a wonderful example of 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 kind of being kind to yourself. And you know what? I I believe you, you will get to a really good place one day. I can I know it actually. It just it. if you keep maintaining it, I can hear it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You can hear the principles at play. You can hear the person applying the principles. I think the the part that I really loved was. I, I'm showing my brain, I'm sending signals again and again that I can do it even when I feel bad, even when I'm having a bad day, even when my mood is low, I can do that. And mm. I love that, the, the uh, acknowledgement that like I'm sending signals, I'm doing it. This is, this is, the, this is the lesson I'm teaching my amygdala, my, my limbic system. And you could hear in, in her voice that it's, it's taking root. It's it, the way she described it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, and it's tricky as well. It illustrates that it is tricky. Yeah, you know, we're not all here with cheerleaders with pom poms and like, yeah, we're amazing, we're killing it. No, the journey sometimes is like, yeah, like I've got to just take a moment and be like, okay, you know, yeah. I'm doing well, but you know, it can be tricky. You know, we can't know for sure, but I think there's probably a, if I was wagering, I would wager that this person has been at this for a while, and this trip was something down the road for her. Maybe this would have been impossible a while ago. I'm, I'm guessing here. Of course, I don't know for sure, but this is the kind of thing that happens after there's been practice and repeated experiences. This isn't a, I hadn't left my house for four months and then I went on a work trip and had a great time on the Sunset Cruise. There was probably a lot of work before this that mm. we didn't see. So just be mm. aware of that. It's a little bit at a time. Every day, a little bit matters. Well, Very good. Well, is that, that absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Whose who's turn is it? It is, uh, that was mine, so you go. Okay. Um, hi, Josh. Thank you to you and Drew for your amazing work. I have struggled with anxiety for eight years now after missing, after years of missing out on things I've taken, I, sorry, after years of missing out on things, I've taken the leap in feeling the fear of doing it anyway. Yesterday, I took four children out for lunch by myself in a very busy cafe and had a lovely time whilst feeling uncertain. This is a huge win for me. Felt very proud and capable yesterday. Next challenge is a three-day holiday with my kids without my husband. And the last word is win. Oh, that is the proper last word for sure. Love that. Um, four children in, in, for lunch in a cafe. That's giving me anxiety already. Damn. Well, that's mm. amazing. Well done. There's only a certain amount of chicken nuggets that can play cake. <laughs> um, uh, I think that's absolutely brilliant. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to feel uncertain here, you know. And, and what I liked about it is that you did it with responsibility too. Yeah, uh, Drew, how many times do we hear Craig the Crick or Anxiety saying, oh, yeah, but, you know, the, the stakes are high here. There's children involved. Yeah, I think it's it's huge. I hear it on the daily. I'm sure you do too, especially in the parenting role. It, it will attack that right away. Like you can't take a chance while the kids are here. Either I can't let them see me in, in distress or I'm I'm responsible for them. How will I care for them if I can't care for myself? So this is this is a roll of the dice. We're watching somebody here roll the dice, take a risk, take a leap of faith and like, okay, I, I, I think I, I let me see if I could do this even when I feel like I maybe shouldn't. 
and yeah. that's how it turns out. Yeah, it's really good. I hope you enjoyed your meal as well. And and actually, if uh, let us know how the holiday goes. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, next, I like that as well. The, the, the attitude shift. Then my next challenge is yeah. a three day holiday with my kids without my husband as well. You framed it yep. in a way yep. that like it's almost like bring it on. It's like all right, okay, it's my next challenge. I don't sense any kind of almost self-doubt there it's like no i'm gonna this is a challenge i'm gonna do yeah and again we we, we applaud that's brilliant you might feel anxious in my guess would be the anticip anticipatory anxiety is going to be worse than the actual event uh, and that's something that you can deal with too and having that isn't a failure you will be nervous about it but that's okay yeah oh have I a lovely it. have a lovely three-day holiday yeah I, mean, I, I see a pattern here of people you know and i understand if you're listening right now and you're trying to find some inspiration and hopefully you are and you feel like you're in that place where like oh i know but it's just i can't bring myself try and attach to the feelings that you're hearing after the fact here and it's a pattern like i went back to the book sale the next day next we're going on another trip after we did 10 days in a jungle i'm going now my next thing is there's that feeling that it begins to build those experiences. Once you do that initial leap, you start to be able to build on that. So notice that in the patterns here. Really good. Okay, I got one. Um, let's do this one. Hi, love the show. <clears throat> Glad to hear it. I wanted to share a win that I felt I was able to experience because of your podcast. I would argue with that. You get the credit, not us. Witty and handsome though we may be. Speak to uh, yourself, Drew. I want some credit. <laughs> Recently, my daughter burned her hand and it required medical attention from the ER. I was immensely triggered by this as I have health anxiety. Ultimately, my daughter needed me, so I loaded her up and we spent six and a half hours there. Anxiety came along for the ride, of course, and at one point I felt a panic attack building, but I managed to just allow the discomfort to hang out and I did not fuel the storm. Telling myself that I am safe even when I don't feel safe has changed my life. Thank you for what you do. Also, my daughter is recovering just fine, which is great news. Glad to hear that at the end, of course. So very well done. Another another parenting mom situation. Well, maybe also another one with a real life situation. Yeah. So like, yeah. you know, we had the one at the beginning about actual scary things happening. Yep. But the fear of it, of, of secondary fear you know, taking over and, and, and no, you were kind of allowed the initial fear to be there, but kept kind of secondary fear at bay by saying, well, well kind of do what you want. I'm not going to resist this. Um, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to support my daughter. Um, you know, and, and I'm also very happy to hear that, you know, her hands okay and stuff, but yeah, I mean, that's, um, that's a great example of it as well. And, being honest, self-disclosure, hospitals, ERs, they're, they're very triggering for me too and still are. So various uh, traumatic um, experiences in the past. Um, you've applied everything you know, that, 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 we, that we say here and, and, and well done. Have a huge pat on the back. Yeah, it's a very big deal. I love it. I, my favorite part was the part where this person was starting to feel panic and just allowed it to hang out there without trying to stop it, fix it, solve it, squash it ground, do all the things, and didn't fuel the storm. One of the more gratifying things, here's a self-serving statement. I think Josh and I would probably both agree with this, is to hear your own words echoed back at you in this work that we do. It's always nice. And uh, so that's that's a quote I know from one of my podcast episodes on The Anxious Truth. So I appreciate that too. And well done for applying the principles. I, I'm, I'm scared here. I'm uncomfortable. 
what what are the principle I have to apply here? Tolerance, surrender, don't struggle. And it turned out. Yeah. Absolutely spot on. Very and good. Sincere, well done. Mm-hmm. Um, not just you, uh, but to everyone so far. Um, I have one more. I think you might have one more as well. Yes, I do. Here's mine. So we've got two left. It's the penultimate did it anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, Hi, guys. Love the podcast. Listen to it nightly. Uh, That's okay. That's cool. Just make sure you don't listen to it compulsively, you know, as much as our voices are mellifluous and wonderful. Um, You know, make sure you can do it too, you know, unless you're really trying to drill into your your brain, you know, the principles of, of anxiety recovery. But that's cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I've been able to get out with the anxiety and not let it scare me back home. I used to run from it, hide out, pace, call someone, or just full-on meltdown because my tolerance was nil. Building up my tolerance has not been easy, but I'm so glad you guys are teaching me how. I hashtag did it anyway. For me, is staying up late at night, intentionally, because it makes me anxious. I always feared being up past a certain time because I felt alone. And in the past, panic attacks would always be at night. I'm working on exposing myself nightly, staying up five minutes later than the last night. And so far I'm up to 11.30 PM, having all the feels, wanting to quit, but not going to. Love it. That is superb. What do you like about that, Drew? What I love about that is the incremental win there. Like, what a practical application of a principle. So, like, I'm I'm afraid to stay up too late because there's some anxiety surrounding sleep and rest and recovery probably. So I'm just going to stay up five minutes later before I get into bed and five minutes more and five minutes more. It is a perfect example of being incremental and systematic in the approach and that is the, the payback you get from that is like, look, I'm starting to build confidence. I can see that now. Up to 1130. That's that's a big deal. Also, yeah, th- that's the perfect example of willful tolerance. Mm-hmm. Like that's I good. am intentionally yes. going to stay up tonight knowing that this is the time that triggers me. Yep. And the win is already in the anecdote. You've built it up to 11.30. You're already winning. You're already rewiring the amygdala. Mm-hmm. Um, and the penny will drop at some point. It'll be like, actually, it's nothing to do with time. We often hear this quite a lot, don't we, Drew? Like, oh, I get morning anxiety, evening right. anxiety, I get anxiety all day long. There's certain time situations that, that trigger my anxiety. Um, and if, if, if that applies to you, go listen to our episode. We've got anxiety morning and evening and anxiety all day long. Uh, their episodes in the past, um, but I, I, what I like is your, the formulation here. So as CBT therapists, what we do is we we will formulate what the problem is, and you've done it yourself. You formulated that the problem is the main fear of fear is at night at a specific time. So you have focused your attention and your intentions on this time. Like, no, this is the bit that's troubling for me, and this is probably taps into my brain it probably gives me anticipatory anxiety throughout the day Mm -hmm. i'm gonna just go towards that and see what happens um superb and this also applies to people with sleep anxiety as well we'll do an episode on sleep anxiety soon yep which is kind of like 
it doesn't matter. You're okay. You know, it's all right if, if you don't sleep or it's a bit rough. It doesn't matter whether you wake up at 3 a.m. or if it's 11.30 and whatever. I love that. That's the perfect example of the attitude that we that we kind of want to, to teach you. And, and well done. Yeah, that was really great. I love that this could have been a – and this would be an outgrowth of a question we get all the time. Any tips for – I'd love to hear you talk about – right? Insert whatever sleep anxiety in this case. There were no tips here. It wasn't like, well, I stay up five minutes later and I make sure I have my essential oils and I have soft lighting in my blue light glasses. Maybe, but that's not the focus here. That's what you do every Tuesday night. That's me. And then my bubble bath and my lavender oil and my blue light. (laughs) It's just that. But uh, I think it's important to recognize like, yes, what Josh was saying, I'm doing this to get triggered. I'm intentionally trying to get triggered to practice and get better at this. So well done. I cannot applaud this more. Very good. Superb. Yep. Um, Okay. I have one more quick one, I guess. Uh, Let's do this one. Um, Hey, because this is an interesting, because it's a diagnostic thing or an assessment thing. Hey, Drew and Josh, I just wanted to share a big win for me. I've had health anxiety for as long as I can remember. And I just thought it was something I had to live with. However, after learning so much from both of your pages and your podcast, plus the help of a fantastic therapist, love it. I am now officially recovered. I've gone from a clinical HA score of 34 to an 11, feeling super proud of myself. And I wanted to thank both of you for the amazing work that you do. Very well done. Clearly, there's a lot of work that went into this post. It's a very short post, but nonetheless. There's a, we acknowledge the work yep. there, uh, particularly health anxiety that's usually rife with rumination, yep. uh, compulsive reassurance seeking, information gathering, um, compulsive Googling. You know, I've been there. I think Drew's been there. Um, it sounds like you've done a lot of hard work there, and that's superb. Um, the HA score, I presume, is a health assessment score. Uh, in the UK, they call it um, uh, the GAD-7, uh, which is, you know, go in and you, you you fill out kind of, and if anyone's been to, like, bog-standard CBT therapy, it's like, you know, fill out out of 10 how crap you felt. You know, but over time, if you're filling that out and you're realizing that the scores are getting lower and lower and there's a consistency to that, it means that, you know, that's, that can be used as an indicator that, you know, your, your, your overall anxiety levels are lowered yeah. and, and, and well done. There's a lot of hard work that's gone into that. Um, don't obviously don't, there'll be some times and some odd days and occasions this is really important. There may be the odd day where. By coincidence, if you were to fill that form in, and you've and you've had a bit of a not a setback, but you know you just had a bit of a difficult day, yeah. those scores might be higher. But that doesn't take away from the effort. It just this is just a kind of coincidence that that might have happened. But in general, if you're going to use those kind of metrics, you know, take take the positive from that, and well done for your hard work. Yeah, very good. And those are metrics that, you know, the clinician would use to also judge, like, do you still need to even be here? You know, should we talk about terminating therapy? Do you need this anymore? So they're useful for a lot of reasons, but they're not the be all end all. And if you were, like Josh said, to take that test and, oh, no, I scored a 23 today. It used to be an 11. It's not all bets are off square one. I've relapsed. It's just I'm having a particularly difficult day today. Some old habits came up. I know what to do. Yeah, it's a bit like like I don't take metrics in here, but like if you're working with panic, for me, my success for, let's say, panic disorder is the ability to tolerate panic. So people would come in here and they'd be chilled out for weeks. And then one day they might be having a panic attack in here Mm -hmm. 
I'm looking at the ability to willfully tolerate that panic. That's where I see the success. But if I gave them a form, they might be like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm 10, I'm five, I'm 10, uh, the disaster is imminent. I'm not going to use that as a metric of success for you. Right. You know, and, and I just, just a slight, you know, don't, don't use those things as a measurement of how well you're doing. But in that anecdote, I can see why. And I think that's brilliant, you know, yeah. and well done. I would think this person already had a feeling that they were, could call themselves recovered or wanted to. And that was a, a validation of that. Like, look, there's, here's numerical proof that I am feeling different. Love it. So job. Absolutely superb. Uh, that was brilliant. This was a kind of spontaneous idea to do yep. today, wasn't it? That was Josh's idea, full credit. And I love this episode. We're going to do more of these for sure. Uh, yeah, that was round one. Yep. Of the did it anyways, keep sending them in, and then every, you know once in a while we'll do we'll do round two, round three, etc. Yeah. Um, just a, a small plug if um, if you are struggling and you and you feel like you need some more intensive um, support, Drew and I do run. Um, uh, it is a paid support group. If you feel like you need a bit of a boost, we don't hide anything in there. There's no pay. Uh, there's nothing hidden behind a paywall. But if you'd like to join a little WhatsApp group with me and Drew and a very small group of people uh, to help you with your exposures, we'll be happy to do that. And there's more information on, about that on disordered.fm. It is not essential. Yep. There is nothing mandatory about it. Everything that we talk about will be in this podcast. Mm -hmm. But if you feel like you need a, need a bit of a booster uh, and you want to, you know, unfortunately have our voices and interactions for, for 30 days, then you know, so be it, you know, yeah. the, the, the options there. Small group, no more than 10 or 12 people. And we generally will focus them in specific, specific situations, agoraphobia, health, anxiety, social anxiety, OCD. So we'll make sure you get fit in with people who share the same concerns as you. And again, no, there's no magic. It's not like, Oh, you got to take this course to learn the magic to recovery. No, it's just good old fashioned community support with some good leadership. Absolutely. Yeah. Because to be honest, we speak a lot with the community and there's a lot of, um, people are a bit tired of these kind of quick fix courses and stuff. And uh, it irks me a little bit. I know it irks Drew as well. I don't, I'm not sure if he'll say Yeah, that. I don't want to. Don't get him. Yeah, there, there we go. And uh, yeah, it, it's just an option. If not, tune in later. Well, obviously, we've got um, self-help yep. books and we've got social media profiles. So you can find me at Anxiety Josh. You can find Drew at the.anxious.truth. Yep. Or you can just tune in. Yeah. So we're going to be here. Yeah, we'll be here every week, like we always are, making it up as we go along sometimes. But you can, if you hit our website at disorder.fm, you can pop on our mailing list and we will let you know about, you know, support groups. Uh, and also you could send us to it anyways, questions, email, voicemail. Keep them all coming all. in. We love them. Great. So thanks, everybody. Appreciate you coming by and listening and hanging out with us today, as always. We'll see you again next week. Catch you soon. We're out. <laughs>